The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. My name is Kyle Bruce, and I'll be your moderator for today's show. I'm joined by co-authors Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage, our experts on management techniques and the research behind them and why why effectively implementing them can make a difference. So today's topic for discussion is having close relationships with your people, as described in Chapter 3 of Larry and Kim's book, Managing to Make a Difference. And the chapter is Go Ahead, Get Close to Your People. So well, let's just jump in here, Kim and Larry. Most managers and probably anybody listening to this today have heard the age-old management advice, don't get too close to your people. Be friendly, sure, but you need to know where to draw the line. You two seem to have a little bit of a different point of view on this topic that flies in the face of that age-old advice. So why don't you tell us why managing to make a difference should include having close relationships with your people? Uh, we'd love to do that, and I think Kim has uh, a story she'd like to tell to start us off. Yeah, I think that all of us have had multiple managers in our lives. And, you know, I want to cue up the story by reminding people that the difference we're talking about when we're talking about managing to make a difference is positively impacting the lives of the people you manage. And so I can think of many managers that I've had, um, but one comes to mind who made a tremendous impact on my life, and it was Dr. Cal Garbin. Um, He happened to be my supervisor in graduate school, but he was my manager because I was a teaching assistant. I was learning how to be a college teacher, and he was my supervisor, and he supervised many of us at one time. He took the time to get to know us as individuals, and it didn't just stop at school. We went out to lunches together as a group, and he joined us a lot of times, and he would talk with us at lunch about the things he was working on and the things he was dealing with, and we became friends. Um, our, my anniversary with my husband was in the same month as his anniversary with his wife. We had over the years uh, times when we would go out to dinner for our anniversary together. Um, he helped me move. I helped him move. We visited each other in the hospital when we had babies, well, I had the babies, his wife had the babies, but we visited each other. We went and saw our babies when they were still in the hospital. Um, you know, we really did life together. Our kids were friends. Our kids went to each other's birthday parties. And I wasn't the only one that he had that kind of relationship with. He built strong relationships. He got close to all of us in different kinds of ways. And he made a difference in all of our lives in different kinds of ways. And as a result, many of us are still very close to him. Um, And that's the kind of difference that we're talking about. And I will say that he helped me grow, 
and he helped me become more of who I am than many of the other managers that I have worked with in my career. Kim, I have a question. Certainly, Dr. Garvin couldn't have invested this amount of time with everyone. How did the people feel, those with whom he wasn't investing this kind of time? You know, that's a good question. And I think that the way that that evolved was kind of natural. It was we were interested in the same things, and we spent more time doing those same things together. So he wasn't only my teaching supervisor. He was also my research supervisor. And we just, our interests meshed. And so while he cared about everybody, made efforts to get to know everybody, um, he spent more time with those people that he had more interest with. And those people, they had other people investing in them in other ways based on how their interests were aligned. And so there wasn't a lot of jealousy or, you know, people feeling bad about being left out because they were building their own relationships with other people. Yeah, I think a lot of managers and executives worry about that. They worry that if they spend that kind of time with one or two people who report up to them, that the other people are going to resent it. They, they get the advice that you shouldn't have favorites. And this brings up, your story brings up the, the insight for me that in fact, today, every single manager of every single department in every company has favorites. We're human beings. As you say, your interest meshed with Dr. Garvin's interest. There's chemistry involved. And managers are human beings, so it's inevitable that they will, in fact, have better chemistry with certain people who report to them and not as good chemistry with other people who report to them. So the whole stance that we're taking, that thing you make a bigger difference in the lives of your people if you're willing to get close to them and have close relationships, it isn't that all of a sudden you're going to start playing favorites because you're playing favorites now. Everybody who's listening, if they're managing or leading, they're playing favorites now. And, and so we just need to acknowledge that reality, and that doesn't go away when you get close to your people, but it's certainly getting close to your people doesn't manufacture it either. So that's an important okay. thing to recognize. That's, that's kind of a myth out there that you shouldn't have favorites when we all know, because we're human, inevitably, we will have favorites. Sure. Well, and there is this reciprocality of the relationship. You know, not everybody wants to be in that kind of relationship with their manager either because they've got other friends somewhere else or other relationships they're investing in somewhere else. So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it absolutely does. I'd like to move on to some of the other reasons that are commonly given that managers shouldn't get close to their people. And one of my favorites is that if you get too close to your people, they'll lose respect for you. We've, we've all heard that familiarity breeds contempt, same point. And the, the, this gets repeated so often that people accept that it's true without really doing any critical thinking about it. Because if you start doing critical thinking about the assertion that if you get too close to your people, they're going to lose respect for you it then would follow that the people who have the least amount of respect for you 
are your closest friends and family members. <laughs> That's who you're close to. And and so when you think about it in that light, it, it becomes evident that that statement is false. And what really goes on is when managers get close to their people, when, when your employees lose respect for you is when you don't do your job. That's when they lose respect for you. Employees don't really care if you're friends with somebody, if you're not friends. If you're showing them favoritism for the wrong reasons, not related to their performance, then people are going to lose respect for you for that reason. But you can be close to people and you won't lose anyone's respect just because you're getting close to the people. As a matter of fact, you're more likely to gain their respect when you get close to them. So, so Larry, go ahead, Kim. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You're going to gain their respect as long as you're doing your job. And, and I think we should be clear that getting close to your people doesn't necessarily interfere with your ability to do your job. As a matter of fact, it enhances it. You, another, another reason that is given to stay, stay at arm's length from your people is that you might have to discipline them. And once again, I know a lot of our listeners our parents, they have families, and you do discipline your children. So, again, it's clear that getting close to someone doesn't automatically lead to you being unable to discipline them. Otherwise, parents would never be able to discipline their kids. As a matter of fact, the discipline is better if you're close to people. You know, sometimes parents say things that really hurt their children's feelings, and the child might even utter things like, I hate you, or run out of the room crying, or do something like that. And, and, and why does the parent do that? The parent does that because the parent's desire to help the child be the best person they can be is so strong that they're willing to work through the hurt feelings that involve when somebody uh, delivers a message that maybe is a, is a difficult message uh, to hear. So getting close to your people allows you to have more influence on them. And in many cases, you might be able to avoid doing something that we might call discipline simply because the person knows you care about them and you're suggesting that they, they somehow make some different decisions about how they're going to act and they know that you're doing it because you care about them. And the closer you are to them, the more likely you're going to be able to influence them to do things that are to their benefit. Well, and interestingly as well, because you have that strong relationship, they're more motivated to perform and behave in ways that will avoid disappointing you. So you're both experts in in this area. Um, You know, when you think about the, the social pressure, don't get too close to your, your people. You, you might have favoritism or you, you won't be able to discipline them. But what are some of the barriers on, on the other side of that discussion? What are some of the barriers to managers for building those relationships? What are the barriers that are maybe artificial or not to actually building those relationships? Well, frankly, one of the barriers is our current litigious society. Managers who are different genders than some of the people who report to them. So if I have females reporting to me, I do have to be thoughtful about the way I develop relationships with them so that 
they don't get the wrong idea that I have a desire to develop a romantic relationship rather than a platonic relationship that is not only entirely appropriate, but properly desired. So a lot of people will avoid that simply because they don't feel confident in establishing their intent about the relationship. And quite frankly, they're afraid of being accused of harassment. That's, that's one of the barriers. I see that. That's a very big one. Yeah, I think age can be a, a barrier um, in a different kind of way just because it, it, it can present a barrier of interest and of, you know, age and stage of life where people just maybe don't have as much in common and so it can make it more difficult to find connections and, and ways in to getting close to people. Yeah, I've got to tell you, uh, I'm, I'm 66, by the way, for all our listeners. Uh, I can't talk to the millennials here at Talent Plus about people like Groucho Marx. They have no idea who Groucho Marx is. So a lot of our listeners may be millennials. You just Google Groucho Marx. It's M-A-R-X is his last name. Uh, they honestly have no idea who this individual is. And uh, so you're right. We, we don't have common experiences that we can use to develop a relationship. Well, Larry, uh, you, I think everybody needs to do some research on the Marx Brothers. Maybe that's a, that's a takeaway assignment for everybody. But, uh, so we're, we're getting ready to go into a commercial break here. Um, so join us after the break when we do invite Keisha Harris to join the show. We're going to interrogate, I mean, I'm sorry, we're going to ask her some questions about her relationship with her manager and learn firsthand about the impact of getting close to your people. Um, also, you know, the best radio shows have listener input, so feel free to email us uh, your management questions, uh, everybody out there, and we'll be addressing those during future shows. Uh, just simply click the email host button just above the podcast description, and we'll work through those topics in, in our upcoming podcasts. And hey, if you haven't ordered your copy yet of Managing to Make a Difference, uh, you should take the time to go to Amazon.com, Wiley Books, or Barnes Noble and pre-order your copy today. So join us after the break to get to know Keisha Harris. to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily and think about how to lead with their strengths. 
They help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Well, welcome back, and thanks for joining us again for Managing to Make a Difference this afternoon. Uh, We've been talking about having close relationships with your people, as described in Chapter 3 of Managing to Make a Difference, and the chapter is Go Ahead, Get Close to Your People. We've covered some of the pitfalls of uh, building relationships and some of the barriers, uh, but we've got a guest that's going to be joining us now uh, to talk about uh, her relationship with her manager and her experience. So joining us uh, is Keisha Harris. Keisha, Keisha has been at Talent Plus since 2012 when she joined as a recruitment process outsourcing consultant and client relationship manager, or CRM as we call it here. Uh, she's been a team lead for a group of RPO pros who helped a technology company open over 200 retail locations across the USA. And today she continues to play the role of CRM and has a significant portfolio of clients where she manages the day-to-day projects and interactions with key stakeholders. And she continues to fuel her passion for recruiting, but now focuses it on recruiting for Talent Plus and finding our next great stars here. Keisha has also been an entrepreneur and business owner, a sales manager at a luxury hotel, and a marketing coordinator in the insurance industry. So welcome to the show, Keisha. It's great to have you here. Thank you. as you know, we are talking to Larry and Kim about the importance of managing, managers getting close to the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you start us off by just telling us a little about your role, uh, your team, and your manager. Absolutely. Um, again, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, as you, as Kyle discussed, I am a client relationship manager. And essentially, that's pretty much like an air traffic controller between our external clients and our internal client teams. So externally for the clients, we're kind of there for the... Um, the day-to-day of whatever they need, and then internally, we're kind of the glue that kind of keeps our client teams together. So there's uh, six CRMs now. Yep, there's six of us, including our director, Christy, and we each have a portfolio of, of uh, clients that we manage, and um, Christy, even though she's a director and she manages us, she also has her own portfolio, too. So we all keep very, very busy. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little more about um, the types of things you do on your team that might build close relationships. Oh, you know, we are an extremely close team, even though we don't work with each other alongside each other day by day because we each have our own portfolios that we manage. Um, we're just really there. With this, the camaraderie is just is great on our team. We're there to help each other through obstacles or share best practices. Um, we like to have a lot of fun together, too. So we, we often go on team outings. You know, we might go catch a lunch or do a happy hour or some things like that. But we always try to make sure that we kind of keep in contact with the weekly meetings because because we don't get to work together every day on these client teams. So we want to make sure that we're keeping in touch and we know what everybody's doing. Keisha, on these outings, are these official company outings? 
Um, they're pretty official to us. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, these are they're during work hours most of the time. You know, we might um, we do them off off of work too, but we might go catch a lunch together. We might um, there might be a new restaurant or something opening up, and we'll just go check it out. We're all kind of foodies, so that's kind of something we enjoy doing together. So is um, the company paying? Is the company picking up the tab when you do that? Not always. No. This is just us wanting to spend time together. Um, sometimes we'll go do something, um, I call it off-campus or off-site. We'll go to, like we re- recently went to escape room. And it was so much fun. Like we had a great time. I mean, we didn't escape. I'll for, put it out there. For, for we didn't our, escape. For our <laughs> listeners, tell them, maybe not all the listeners understand what an escape room oh, is. Oh, sure. It's just a Are room. there convicts there uh, when no. you get there? And- they kind of felt like it. Um, so it, there's just different themes to these escape rooms, and it's just about trying to go in there and figure out all the different clues to see if you can escape the room. So there's different themes associated with each room. So we went there, and it's a really good way. It's a team-building activity. It's fun. Um, it's slightly stressful if you're winding down to the time and you can't escape. But it's just something to do together to kind of use your mind and, you know, and everybody play on their strengths to try to get out of the room. And you, and you didn't get out. Again, we did not escape the room. <laughs> just but sure we we're going back. We're going to go back. <laughs> well, hopefully they give you a different scenario so you can actually be challenged a little bit. So, right. <laughs> so I, I guess you know, this chapter of the book is, is about getting close to your people. Mm-hmm. Would you say that your, your manager is close to your team? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, I mean... We're close. We know about each other's personal lives. Christy knows about all of our personal lives. I mean, we have these um, weekly touch bases with her. And, yeah, we go over project work and what's going on with our portfolios. But we also cover, she always asks us questions about what's going on personally. And she remembers, of course, things from previously we discussed. And she'll follow up on different things. And um, we do that with each other, too, amongst the team. So we also, I mean, we don't have formal touch bases with each other. But we just like to stay in the know of what's going on with everybody. So, tell me what's going on with some of the people on the team. Well, Christy, our director, she's planning our wedding. She's going to get married very soon here. And Katie just had a baby, and so Katie's on maternity right now. But we meet up with her for lunches, or she'll come and bring uh, baby Ollie in to visit us. Um, Kayla is getting ready to go on a cruise. She and uh, her husband won from the Talent Plus holiday party. So, that's going to be phenomenal. Um, let's see. Era. Today, actually, is moving into her new house. Her and her husband are moving to their uh, new house. And Riley is getting ready to take a trip to Colorado this weekend. So, so are, you, are you going to do anything to celebrate the new house? Uh, yes, yeah, she definitely. We're going to have a housewarming party. Well, I said we, but that's, that's how we talk. It's like <laughs> we, you know. She's going to have a housewarming party that we'll, the, all the CRMs will go to. And we'll probably get her a little um, a little gift when, when they move in, when they're done moving in. And... Uh, what are her interests? What kind of gift are you likely to get her? Well, right this now, is a secret because she would never be listening. Yeah, to this. I hope she's not listening. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Um, no, we'll probably get her something in terms of she is just really into interior design right now because she's trying. It's a new house, you know. You've got to start fresh. So we'll probably get her some um, get her some gift certificates to something um, some somewhere she's enjoying shopping right now, or possibly to we all love these. It's a particular brand of candles, which of course slips my mind right now but we'll probably get her one of those it's kind of a tradition everybody that moves into a new house we've got them one of these candles different fragrance same kind of so candle. it's a tradition on your team on our team uh-huh so we'll get her a candle too let me ask you this in our first broadcast we introduced to listeners the activity focus on you does your team do focus on you with each other um yeah we 
we've done focus on yous. Anytime you get a new team member, we always do focus on you. But it's funny because we could probably do each other's focus on you because we know all the answers at this point. So we try to throw something new in there because we know each other so well. But yeah, we've definitely done plenty of focus on yous. Have you ever heard of focus on you with wagering? With wagering? I will explain that to you. You can have a lot of fun with your team. Okay, you'll have uh, to tell me about it. Well, essentially, <laughs> you, you're you're going to find out who knows the most about the other team members, and that's what you're wagering. Oh, we'd love that. You uh, have to tell us about that. <laughs> yes, well, I will be I will be happy to do that. Would you say... Yeah, how long... Sorry. Go ahead. How long has your team been together? Um, let's see... I, Christy and I, Christy was originally, before she became a director, she was a CRM, um, already a CRM when I got to Talent Plus in 2012. So she and I were like on the team together. Um, and then since then, we've added on everyone else. Riley would, would be the newest member of our team. So that's an interesting twist. So you and Christy were on the team together at one point. So you were peers. And now she's your manager. How has that transition worked for the two of you and your relationship? Oh, um, I think it's been good because, you know, when I first came to the team, she got to learn, we got to learn a lot about each other as doing like focus on you and things like that and just having just the camaraderie of being team members. And so she already knew me pretty well when she became into the director role. So it was just a matter of her figuring out kind of like how I like to be recognized and some of my favorite things so she could make sure that she was, um, you know, anytime she wanted to recognize me for something, she was giving me something that I would enjoy or like or just just kind of figuring out those little things. But it was a really easy transition. Wait, 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 wait. You mean she actually took the time to learn specific ways that you like to be recognized mm-hmm. and rewarded? But she's, it's just the same as everybody else then, right? I mean, there's no difference. It's just the same, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> We're tell, all a little Tell different. me more about that. <laughs> so um, some people like to be recognized publicly. You know, so that means, hey, announce it, shout it to the rooftops. I did this and I was great at it. Some people like would prefer more of a personalized note. So like for me, unless I do something that's just really like earth shattering, you can write me a note. I'll be happy with that. I'll feel appreciated. And so she knows that. But does everybody on the team think that's fair that maybe you get, you know, public praise and maybe they get private praise? I mean, is that is that fair? Because it's not not equal. Oh, it's fair. It's completely fair because, you know, for me, I like, you know, private little notes or whatever. And some people, they want to be recognized at our daily formations that we have every day. So that's great for them. I think it's just as equal. Let me just explain to the listeners that a daily formation is a stand-up meeting that we have every day at Talent Plus at, at 8.30 in the morning. So if, if people are not directly engaged with clients or some really urgent activity that they must do at 8.30 in the morning, we all gather to review one of our basic values and to recognize each other with shout outs and to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries, both in the company and uh, personal anniversaries that people are having. And also to convey information. The meeting takes about 10 minutes. So when Keisha is talking about daily formation, that's what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So so I want to talk about a point here that, that Keisha made that, that Christy individualizes the types of mm-hmm. things that she rewards you with or how she recognizes you, that sort of thing. To, to Larry and to Kim, you know, 
to to get close to people and in this concept or this notion of favorites when you when you individualize how you reward and recognize people isn't that like playing favorites does it get construed that sort of way oh gee bob got this or you know sally got that oh, that's not fair but that manager was doing it because they were individualizing it how do you get away from that stigma and can you uh, when you when you're individualizing and it's not favorites but you're actually thinking gosh this person likes this or likes that and well, that's why i'm doing it, it it's kind of like buying a birthday present you just don't go out and buy somebody some generic baseball cap and, and say, here's your present, and that's what you give everybody. It's You're thinking about who the person is, but you're doing it for every person on the team, and that's why it's not favoritism. So, uh, by the way, if I'm going to give Kyle something for recognition, I just might well give him some bourbon because I happen to know he's uh, – He's really into bourbon tasting. And I, would, I wish we had bourbon right now. Yeah. <laughs> that can be arranged. But, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that for Keisha, but I might take her out to smoke a cigar at, <laughs> at her favorite cigar bar here in, in Lincoln. But I, but I certainly wouldn't be taking Christy out to smoke a cigar because that's very much not her thing. Uh-huh. So as long as you're, doing, you're individualizing for everybody, then there is no favoritism. Mm-hmm. So it's not like uh, you know elementary school when you know you've got to bring candy for everybody because you have to be fair. It's much different from that. That's how you don't manage like uh, like third grade. Uh, well, so actually, it, the answer you're looking for is no. But as a matter of fact, sometimes we do bring candy for everybody. I mean, there are things that we do do. We do do right. uh, for for everybody, and hopefully the show doesn't have a lot of doo doo in it. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, there are some times when you you make a gesture and everybody enjoys the gesture. We might have a champagne toast, and and uh, so at any rate, the real powerful forms of recognition are individualized mm-hmm. so that they're very meaningful mm-hmm. to the person. As I say, it's like buying a person. A birthday present. All right, Larry, I'm going to stop you there. We've got to take a quick break here. We are going to be right back for more insights from Larry and Kim and our special guest, Keisha. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. 
Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage, plus special guest, Keisha Harris. Keisha is a client relationship manager and talent acquisition specialist with Talent Plus, and she's been telling us a lot about her relationship with her director. Uh, We've been discussing the impact of getting close to your people and specifically, again, how Keisha has done that personally and professionally uh, with her manager. So let's get right back to it. Uh, Larry and Kim, what are some other questions you have for Keisha? Well, I have a question, Keisha. You um, talked a lot in the in the previous segment about the things that your team does together and how close you all are and how well you all know each other. And I'm hearing a lot of positivity about that. I'm wondering if you've discovered that there are any drawbacks or cons to that. Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I honestly, to be honest with you, I can't think of any. I mean, there's nothing better to me than working alongside your great friends. I mean, we trust each other. Um, we're there for each other. We have fun together. <laughs> you know, I just can't think of anything negative associated with that. Even in families, people sometimes get on each other's nerves or inadvertently mm-hmm. hurt each other's feelings. Does that ever happen on your team? Wow. I really hate to sound like positive Patty here, but like the, I, I have not experienced anything like that where, I mean, we can tell because we're close. I can tell when one of, somebody's in a bad mood, you know, you just, you just know, you could tell because they're not themselves. And so at that point you decide whether or not, and if you have a close enough relationship with that individual, you decide whether or not to go up to them and ask them what's going on. Can anything I can help you with? Or you just leave them alone. <laughs> so, I mean, just depending on the per- individualized approach again, depending on the person, you kind of just know what, which one to do. So that's, I mean, again, I don't think that's really a negative, but it's a good way. It's, we're just in tune to each other. Let's flip it around for a second. You know, we talked about the types of things you do as a team, the types of things Christy does for, for you, um, and having a close relationship with her. What are the types of things that you do for Christy that maybe no one else does? Because you know, these relationships, they do need to be reciprocal. At least I think they do. And, and maybe Kim and Larry, you can talk about that. But what do you do for Christy that maybe is, is just specific to her? Hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know if this is just specific to Christy, but I know one thing. She's always asking us about 
us. <laughs> you know, she's always trying to figure out what's going on in our personal lives and, you know, just making sure she knows what's going on and adding, you know, input and celebrating with us. But I just like to make sure sometimes you get so wrapped up into talking about yourself because she's always asking you that I make sure to ask her what's going on with her. You know, as of right now, she's planning a wedding and um, she could be a little bit more private at times. So I, I just make sure that I ask you know, what's going on with the wedding planning. And she's happy to tell you. She's happy to share. But it's just taking the step to ask those questions because I can. I have no problem asking her when I need help for something at work. <laughs> so it's just a matter of making taking time to ask her those personalized questions that she asks us. That reminds me. I, I know Christy well for a very long time, and she is not an introvert. But you just reminded me about getting close to people and in many cases, you're working with somebody who is introverted. And for all our listeners, introversion is not a, an either or proposition. It's not like you're either introverted or extroverted. It's a continuum. So there's extreme introversion and there's extreme extroversion and there's every gradation in between. The human experience is very rich. So when you have somebody who is on the introverted side of that continuum, you may have to reach out to that person mm -hmm. and they, they'll probably be very receptive when you do, but they find it more difficult to reach out to others as frequently as an extrovert would. So when you have these people on your team or in your company or you're in a church group or a civic group and you notice that one of these people tends to be very quiet, you could make a difference by reaching out to them and just saying hi and without pressing, just getting to know them a little bit and making sure they're getting included and they're getting noticed and they're, that they're a significant person even though they're introverted. Mm. And introversion doesn't mean lack of social skills, by the way. My wife is uh, an intensely introverted individual, but she is not lacking in social skills. As the sole introvert in this group of four, I can affirm that it is extremely uh, helpful to have someone take that first step and introduce themselves and begin the conversation. Um, I go to social gatherings prepared to have those kinds of conversations and to get outside of my box at least that far, but initiating them is awfully hard. And if somebody will reach out and do that for me, and if my manager will reach out and begin those conversations with me and ask questions, it gets the conversation going a lot faster. This goes back to uh, something we're going to talk about goes back. It's got actually going forward. Something we're going to talk about in our broadcast next week, which is accepting people as they are. So, you know, not judging people or criticizing people because in, the, in what we're talking about now, they might be extroverted or they might not be detail oriented or they might not be well organized. There is nothing to be gained and very much to be lost in your relationships for judging people just because they're hardwired differently than others. And part of getting close to people is learning those things. And then once you learn them, honor them. So Keith, oh, I want to shift the conversation just a little bit because I don't want us to get out of this segment without getting back to kind of where we started. The idea was, you know, 
people, managers can make a difference by getting close to their people. And we've been talking about your relationship with Christy. And so I'm going to ask the obvious question. How has your relationship with Christy, how have her efforts to develop a close relationship with you made a difference for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's it's because I can come to, I've had uh, other careers, many different careers and different managers and different management styles. And I think with Christy's style of getting close to us as a person, not just professionally, but in our personal lives, and just having a trusting relationship with her, I just feel like I just gives you so much confidence to come to work every day and know that you have a manager that trusts you, trusts you to do your job, um, is there for you professionally and personally, and just just gives you the confidence just to do your job and be just be happy doing it. You know, nobody's kind of. Uh, micromanaging you or you know worried about what you're doing all the time she just she's there if we need her and she trusts us to do what we have to do so this is a question for Keisha and also for for you Kim what should a manager do when they have an employee who really just is not interested in getting close to the manager they their attitude is I'm here to do a job, and I'm not here to make friends, and that whole agenda is just unattractive to me. And they're and they and they're good at their job. What do you do? Well, I have a couple of I have a couple of ways into that question. Um, the first way in is to make sure that you're not making an assumption as a manager. So you know for that introverted person. Don't assume that just because they don't seek you out and they don't try to have time with you and they don't initiate conversation with you that they don't want to talk to you. So ask questions and, and you know, express interest in people's lives outside of work. At least open the door and see if they want to walk through it before you assume that they don't have an interest in developing that kind of relationship with you. And then the next way into that is, having done that, if you sense that this person really does want to draw a thick, dark line between their personal life and their professional life, respect that. Be there for them if they need you. Make yourself accessible and available. But take that individualized approach to their desire to maintain that boundary even though you may have the belief and, you know, have a lot of evidence for the belief that developing a closer relationship would be better for you both. Well, you, you could also, I think, um, get to know them better by doing some wiretapping where they wouldn't, <laughs> they wouldn't even know what you were doing and possibly even listening in on, uh, through their microwave. I would not recommend that. <laughs> If if you listened in through the microwave, you'd know what they were reheating after they after they took doggy bags home from from going out to dinner. But I, you know, it's 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 good to have a little fun here. I I uh, I agree with with uh, my my colleague Kim Turnage is if somebody if that's not what they're into and they're a good employee, uh, honor that. And my suspicion is, over time. That barrier might come down. It might not, but over time, that barrier could could come down, particularly if you're not trying to knock it down 
in in ways that make that person uncomfortable. Okay, so um, I've got a question I'm going to pose to you just before we get into a, another break here. But you know, we've, we've talked about why making a difference and getting to know people is really important. But you know, we've got a lot of managers out there that you know they're not all wired the same. Um, individuals have different you know different plans, different focus on what they're trying to get done. What about managers that just don't feel the need to uh, to make a difference in their employees' lives? You know, there's individuals that, you know, maybe it's not as important to them to get close, to build those sorts of relationships. So when we get back, I want you guys to think about your answer. When we get back from the break, we're going to answer those questions. So um, I know you all want to hear more, and I'll leave you on that cliffhanger there. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. Um, hold on to those thoughts, um, and we'll get more insights from Kim and Larry um, in this last segment as we close out Managing to Make a Difference. And oh, hey, if you haven't logged on to Amazon yet, uh, Managing to Make a Difference is available for pre-order on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and directly from Wiley. So if you haven't got your copy of the book yet, go out and get it over this next two-minute break. We'll be back in a few. Talk to you soon. Engaged cultures bring more productivity, innovation, higher retention, better customer satisfaction, and profitability. And having the tools and knowledge needed to become a cultural change agent makes you the champion. So get plussed. Join Talent Plus for a day on site with us or at your corporate office and walk away with at least 50 benchmarkable ideas you can implement immediately. Reserve your spot today at Talent Plus. Asked to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive, seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at talentplus.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Well, welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. A big thanks to our guest, Keisha Harris, for joining us and taking the time out of her busy day uh, for our earlier segment and sharing her personal experiences about working with her manager. 
Uh, Larry and Kim, we've, we've covered a lot of ground today when we've talked about the impact of having close relationships with your people, but what have we missed? Is there anything special point that uh, any special points you want to both make before uh, we end today's show and before we close out the segment? Well, I want to address the question that you brought up before we left for commercial just now, which is what about managers for whom it really is not very important to make a difference in the lives of the people who report to them address that issue? And frankly, this podcast and the book is not for those people. The whole theory of managing to make a difference is that a manager can be successful in terms of accomplishing his or her goals, moving forward in their career without making a big difference in the lives of the people who report to them. But the, the, the irony of the situation is if they choose to make a difference in the lives of the people who report to them, that's going to fuel their success and they'll, they'll have more success and they'll do it more rapidly if they're making a difference in the lives of the people who report to them. It's partially about caring. So if the people who report to a particular manager, as, as Keisha was saying earlier, the people who report to Christy know that she cares deeply about them and she will extend herself to be helpful to them, not only in their professional life, but also in their personal life because she cares about them as a whole person. As a consequence, she earns their loyalty and she can call on them to do more, to give more because of the close relationship. So here's a thought experiment I'd like the listeners to do. I want you to hypothetically think about a situation where you have a really big problem in your life. And in order to deal with this problem, you need someone who will show up on your doorstep tomorrow morning without fail. You're going to have to call someone and they're going to have to show up. There's, that's non-negotiable. That's the situation. So I want you to think of who in your life would you really call? If that was your situation, you have a big problem, you need somebody to physically show up on your doorstep tomorrow morning in your life, who are you going to call? I bet big money that you're going to call someone with whom you have a close relationship because it's on the basis of that relationship, on that basis alone, that you know that if you ask that person to show up and you tell them you need them, that they will absolutely be there without question. That's the power of getting close to your people. And I know that getting close to anyone is fraught with risks. If you've ever been dumped in a romantic relationship, or you know somebody who has, that person who just got dumped might say, never again. I'm not going to open myself up to this kind of pain, and so therefore, I'm not going to have another close relationship. And you can avoid that pain by avoiding the relationships. You can do that in your personal life, and you can do that in your business life. You can decide that you don't want to deal with the risks involved because there are real risks involved. You get close to somebody, they can hurt you. Uh, w one of the ironies of life is you can't be betrayed by a stranger. 
betrayal is only going to occur by somebody you know well. Otherwise, it's not betrayal. And so you are, by getting close to people and even becoming friends with them, maybe, you open yourself up to getting hurt. And a lot of managers don't want that. They might have to discipline those people and they don't, they don't want to feel bad. They don't want to feel that person's pain if they have to fire them or if they have to discipline them. So they, they stay away. But our research, and we're talking about tens of thousands of managers on which Talent Plus has done research, the very best ones have no problem telling us they do get close to their people. And this even includes the military. We've interviewed lots of four-star generals. We've interviewed people at all ranks in, in branches of the military, and they know everything. If you think a drill sergeant doesn't know everything about the people that he is responsible for, then you you really don't know how drill sergeants operate. They know everything about these people. So if you want to really excel as a manager and you want to make your own work experience more meaningful and worthwhile, take the point of view that you do want to make a difference in the lives of the people who report to you. And I know there are listeners out there who have been told just the opposite. Maintain a distance from your people. Draw a line. And I know there are people who in their heart of hearts realize, you know what? Things are better when I don't maintain a distance. Things are better when I do draw a line. And to those of you who are thinking that and feeling that, Dr. Turnage and I want to give you permission Go ahead and get close to your people. We encourage it. And you will find when you do this that your work life is more meaningful and that you're having greater success. So, well, can you give maybe our audience one thing they could go do right now? We talk about experiments. You guys talk about experiments in the book. What's one thing they can go do right now, today, tomorrow, this evening that would impact their relationships with their people to get closer to them? Well, I'll I give have you a magic question that I Go. think every person, every manager ought to be asking everybody on their team regularly. Tell me about the best success you had lately. You bet. That question opens up so much that you can learn about because you have no idea sometimes what people are excited about that they've achieved. They might tell you about something at home. They might tell you about something at work. They might tell you about something you didn't even know existed in their lives. And you have a great opportunity to learn about what matters to them by getting the answer to that question. Tell me about something. Tell me about a success that you've had lately. Perfect. And let me add to that, that people think their boss knows everything that's going on. People think that their boss, if they have a success, they think their boss somehow knows that, that this information somehow magically comes to the boss. And that's not true. And just about everybody listening has a boss. Your boss doesn't know a lot of this stuff. So when you ask that magic question and you're the boss, you're the manager, you're likely to get information that you find is important and you're glad you know that, but you wouldn't have known it unless you asked. Well, thanks, Kim, and thanks, Larry. Um, you know, I see that our next podcast is titled Accept People As They Are. 
Uh, could you give the audience a little bit of a teaser for the next show? Yes. The next show can change your life. So that's an audacious statement. Yeah, that's a big one, Larry. However, if you apply what we teach in the next show, you will, in fact, change your life for the better. So if you don't tune in to any other episode, tune into this one coming up. Are you going to say that for the next one, too? No. Okay. Well, uh, folks, that is going to be our show today. Uh, a big thanks again to Keisha for joining us. And as usual, to our favorite ro- favorite radio show personalities, Larry and Dr. Kim. Um, also, a reminder, hey, uh, if you have any comments or questions you'd like to ask, uh, click on the email host button just above the podcast description, and we'll work uh, work those topics into our upcoming podcasts. And don't forget, Manage to Make a Difference is available now for pre-order on Amazon.com. Wiley Books, our Barnes & Noble. We'll see you next time for what Larry and Kim say could change your life, and I can't wait to hear what that might be. So until then, manage to make a difference in those around you every day. Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.